you doing kids oh boy how am i doing i'm pretty pissed off is how i'm doing and yeah that that's going to be the the gentlest thing i am about to say so i'm going to make a deal with you i'm going to send it to a very extended commercial break most of which i'm not getting paid for because they're ancient old commercials of an entertaining variety, but I'm going to give you plenty of time to uh, think about whether or not you want to hear what I have to say. Now, I'm going to tell you uh, whatever side of the political aisle you're on, whatever side of the religious aisle you're on, uh, whatever side of the uh, vaccination COVID arguments you're on, I'm probably going to upset you. Probably going to upset you, but I'm not going to say anything that's not factual. Uh, I'm going to have to tap dance around some personal things because, well, they're just none of your business. But I am going to vent. And I'm going to vent something hardcore. And uh, so I would recommend that you take this commercial break to ponder whether or not you really want to hear what I have to say. Now, um, on the one hand, I have listeners in 33 countries now, and perhaps uh, you, you don't feel as though it will pertain to you. In a way, it will. It'll translate, sort of. But this is mostly for my American audience. But uh, I'm sure in your country, you have shenanigans similar going on in some form or fashion, or at the very least, you're well aware of what's going on here. So I, I think you'll find it relevant, but if you're an American, I can almost assure you I'm about to upset you with something I'm going to say either what's happened or how I feel about it. So, again, final warning, I am going to send this to commercial break, and when I come back, I am going to vent. It is got, not going to be safe for work. Don't play this in your car with the children. Don't play it in your office. Don't play it for your pastor. Don't uh, play it for your Aunt Hildegard. Don't play it for Grandma. I am going to say some things that are not for the weak of heart. 
All right. There we are. Let's go to commercial break, and uh, I'll be back soon. Hello, boys and girls. It's me, the Frito Bandido. You know what I heard about you? I heard you want to be a Frito Bandido like me. You too? Then you must sing the Bandido song. Let's sing together. You just follow the bouncing Frito Scorchies back. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandido, hey, I like Frito's corn chips, I love them, I do. I want Frito's corn chips, I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 oh, I am the Frito Bandido. Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandido, you must not offend. Now, boys and girls, you are Frito Bandidos, too. You sing the Frito Bandido song, and you look for crunchy Fritos corn chips. That's nice. Munch, munch, munchy, bunchy Fritos corn chips. Munch, munchy, bunchy Fritos corn chips. surprise your pals like that. Well, you can with my new Roy Rogers Quick Shooter hat. It's by Ideal. And here's how the Quick Shooter hat works. Just press this secret button right here, and a replica of an authentic Western pistol pops out and fires. It's your secret weapon, even when they think you're unarmed. So get Ideal's new Roy Rogers Quick Shooter hat at your favorite store today. And you'll always be ready for anything. Ask for Ideal's new Roy Rogers Quick Shooter hat. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo Choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He used good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Charlie says, really ring the bell. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Don't know any other now then, if you've got this far, uh, I've warned you. You're probably going to hate me. 
uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter how we're related or how we know one another, or maybe we don't know one another at all. If you are an American, it is very, very possible you are going to be upset about something that I'm about to say. Again, it might be real because you actually feel bad about what's happening, but it's probably going to be because you don't want to hear the actual just plain facts. I'm not going to speak in uh, in haughty terms. I'm not going to throw around stats. I'm not going to uh, quote some random anecdote. I'm going to say exactly what's on my mind. I'm going to tell you some things that are going on. Again, I'm going to omit some personal things because they're really none of your business. Uh, some of you... If you want to know, you're welcome to ask. Uh, you know the channels uh, uh, by which you can do so privately. But uh, some things are going on in my personal life, and uh, they have to do with what is going on in this country and what's going on in this world regarding COVID. Now, again, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to like it. So if, if, you, if you're worried that maybe this will be the end of our friendship or family, so be it. I would suggest that you shut me off. Come back next week when I'm hopefully more happy-go-lucky and not ready to eviscerate uh, certain people about other certain things. But uh, otherwise, stick around. Because I've got some things to say. All right. <sighs> Big exhale. Trying to stay calm. Trying not to shout. COVID. I find it interesting that of of my downloads that I've received on this uh, this year podcast, uh, the one that I in which I wonder why it was dying, and then all of a sudden the media took it up and, and uh, celebrities were saying, yes, I had it. And they were telling us how Trump had it, and they were, they were suddenly bringing up all of these people who apparently had it and miraculously recovered. And that was, that was and still is, my number one most listened to episode to date and it's not even close and that is because whether you want to admit it or not and I know a great many of you don't you know damn well things stink to high heaven they've stunk to high heaven for over a year now the American public has been manipulated right and left. The old saying goes, don't you dare let a crisis go to waste. Always use it. And that's what the Democrats have done. They are steering this country towards socialism, towards communism, towards anarchy. They want people to be desperate for socialism. They want people to want to overturn the capitalist government. 
They want everything that America stands for to be overturned so they can make it in their disgusting image. And it's getting worse by the day. And some of you people are so desperate to cling to the D by the names of your favorite politicians, so desperate to cling to your pet causes that you have put a blinder You've put a bag over your head and you refuse to see what is going on. You refuse to accept that you know things aren't right. And when the media, your media, the ones that you turn to on a daily basis tell you, oh, it's all Trump's fault. You eat it up. You can't wait. When it's blamed on the wealthy, when it's blamed on white people, when it's blamed on conservatives, blamed on Republicans, blamed on Christians, blamed on red states, you eat it up. Nom, 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 nom. You can't wait. You know the facts. You know that things are amiss and you don't care. You are so desperate for whatever your pet cause is that you do not care for your fellow man anymore. And COVID is a primary thing that you're using for this. You are desperate to make COVID happen. You are desperate to make it as much of a worry as your favorite politicians and the media are telling you. Now, I'm not here to tell you that COVID doesn't exist. And I'm not here, as I say, to take stats and things and twist them in the word balloons and try to uh, create some sort of illusion for you, like your favorite politicians, like your favorite media members, like your favorite Hollywood douches, have been doing. I'm here to tell you that I'm calling it as I see it. I'm telling you that I am quoting your own sources back to you. Every last one of these things is coming from one of your sources. I'm not making anything up. What I'm about to say... I'm not making any of it up, and you know it damn well. And people are going to be furious at me. You're going to say, how dare you? Well, I'm going to say, no, how dare you? You want to push vaccine mandates. You are desperate to push vaccine mandates. Oh, you've got to have them. You've got to have mask mandates and lockdown mandates and, oh, we've got to quarantine people. I see that in Australia. Mates and kin down in Australia that are being threatened with quarantine. That are being locked up if they so much as leave their house without permission. Heaven forbid that they want to live but you ignore the facts. Not the word balloons, not the stats, not the anecdotes, the facts. And they come from your people, which is why it is astounding. And all you do 
all you people do is you just simply have to go with it. It doesn't matter. And when somebody calls you on your crap, you turn to lies, you turn to hyperbole, you turn to exaggeration, you turn to intellectually dishonest speech, you turn to all sorts of cognitive dissonance. These are things that I've hated. And it doesn't matter if it's COVID, it doesn't matter if it's politics, it doesn't matter if it's sports, it doesn't matter if it's movies, it doesn't matter. You can't do these things to human beings and get away with it. You shouldn't. Oh, what are you talking about, Skippy? What are you talking about? Well, let me tell you. Some of you people want to quote the CDC, and you want to shroud yourself in the CDC and say, but the CDC said. The CDC came out and said, we need an eviction ban. Creating a bunch of newly homeless people is going to make this vaccine problem, the virus problem, the pandemic worse. And oh yeah, yeah, you went out of your way to create some unconstitutional eviction ban and you openly admitted before it was shot down, yeah, it's not worth a shit. Rather than going to the Republicans, going to the people who were being threatened with being thrown out, going to the landlords and saying, hey, how can we fix this? You decided to do that unilateral bullshit. And then when it was shot down, go, well, hey, blame it on the Republicans. Blame it on Trump. Blame it on the, nas- the nasty landlords. Now, listen, I understand Landlords, I understand that there are people out there who are kiting you. That they're doing whatever they want. That they're smoking weed. That they're drinking their, drinking until they're drunk every damn day. They're sitting around on their ass playing video games and snorting everything that they can possibly snort. And they're gaining weight from not moving their ass all day long and when you call them on it they how dare you oh how dare you i get that but there are sweet innocent people in this world who were laid off who were fired because of this nonsense who were pushed out because of this nonsense who can't return to work either because they can't have the damn vaccine or they have enough common sense to not want the vaccine. But nevertheless, there are people in this world who mean well. They are not just simply trying to rip you landlords off. Yeah, I know, you... you, created these properties that you're renting to make money. I'm not saying that's a problem. What I'm saying is, is there's rental assistance that you could accept, but you won't. You could raise a stink to receive from the government who should be giving it freely by now, but you won't and they won't. 
It's been allocated into the budget. It's been put into bills that have been signed. But you won't go after it. You won't accept it from your renters, and so you're throwing them out on the streets during a goddamn pandemic that you're so worried about. And the Democrats, oh, you could have done something, but you didn't care to. You didn't care to go to the Republicans and say, hey, let's work something out. What would have been acceptable? This is just my idea. You take the money that has already been allocated for this. People, it exists on the federal, state, and local levels. It's not being doled out. They're holding on to it. Ask your congressman, ask your mayor, your city council, ask your governors why. But you don't want to do that, do you? Because you're afraid of the answer. They want control. They want you to plead and beg for socialism. They want you to bend over backwards and do everything that they ask you to. The renters could be offered these things. And the ones who've applied should have it by now. They should have it in abundance. But you should take that money and say, oh, this person is behind in rent? Here. Here's some of the money. Or all of the money, depending on how much it is. And then if it's not everything that you're owed, this is what I say should happen. Until all mandates all mandates at the federal, state, and local levels are all removed, and the president himself says COVID is over, there should be no property taxes on any land in, on which rent is currently owed. Well, they might take advantage, Skippy. No, 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 no. I'm not saying be okay with tax fraud, dinglings. I am saying that there is a compromise in which you make the the landlords somehow whole by taking the money that's already allocated and setting it aside and saying, here, these people here are about to be thrown out of their homes. Maybe we should help them before they are. And, and then you could say, you know what? It's not enough. Okay. Until you are either paid off and we will verify that or until all mandates are lifted, no property taxes. In fact, I think that any, uh, grass mowing fees, any water runoff bullshit, all of that should be waived until all mandates, federal, state, and local, are taken care of. They're removed. Not created, removed. How are we going to pay for it, Skippy? Um, gee, I don't know. How about we not leave $83 billion worth of equipment in another country? How about instead uh, of... Uh, 
doing these property taxes, how about we not buy other countries' nuclear submarines to pick wars? You think? How about we not create pork projects and declare them job creation? Temporary jobs are not the answer, and I know you don't want to hear that, but temporary jobs should not count as job creation. I don't care what they're for. I don't care if it's Senator Douchebag's Memorial Bridge or not. It should not count as job creation. In fact, there needs to be a separate category that says taxpayers, we use this money to make Biden look good. But I'm getting off course. My point here is the CDC said that there should be an eviction ban because there would be a bunch of newly homeless people who would get the goddamn virus you profess to be so worried about. But you're not worried about it, are you? And then, and then there's what the WHO says. We're told that what the WHO says is golden, right? (laughs) Of course, we all know that they are basically owned by the Chinese government, but let's leave that aside and let's point out what they've said that you're throwing out the window. The WHO leader, the boss, the head honcho said, no boosters. Don't do boosters. They are not beneficial. In fact, they might be detrimental. But you don't care about that, do you? You keep pushing boosters, 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 boosters. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting, folks, that every other vaccine... I've I've had dozens of different vaccines thrown in my face. Uh, uh, what about the smallpox vaccine or or the measles mumps rubella or or what about polio go look them up i'm not going to quote them here go look them up look how long they took to be officially approved and given to any human i guarantee you it was more than a damn year And I also guarantee you, whether you like to admit it or not, every other vaccine you want to point to, you don't need a booster. It works the first goddamn time. Not, oh, six months later, you got to get one, and six months later, you got to get one. No. And while we're on the subject... What kind of shitty-ass vaccine are you trying to put into people that we have to hear from Joe Biden, well, we got to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated? How the fuck does that check out, assholes? Huh? How does it check out? Use your brain for a minute. Just think for a minute. 
If the vaccine works, you don't need to worry about a damn thing. What do you mean, Skippy? That's outrageous, is it? Once you've gotten the polio vaccine, do you walk around worried about polio? Huh? You want to throw that in my face there? How about measles, mumps, rubella? You're running around going, oh, I might catch rubella. I haven't had a booster this week. Oh, no. But here it is, this vaccine, and, and it's been less than a year since any of them got approved. Wink, wink, nod, nod. And you want to say, oh, oh, they were great. Except they don't, apparently. Because you think that if if the vaccinated people get around somebody who can't have the vaccine or is morally objecting to the vaccine or perhaps even religiously objecting to the vaccine, that somehow the vaccinated person is going to die. And, and please regale me with the damn tale of how it is that, oh, it's going to cut down on the severity. Considering fully vaccinated people have died of COVID, that doesn't check out. That doesn't check out at all. And considering unvaccinated people have gotten it and had virtually no symptoms, or or if they have, they've still fully recovered, 99.7% of those under the age of 70 have recovered 100%. And I guarantee you that it would be close, even closer to 100% recovery if you people would kindly stop bad-mouthing the ways that it's treated. Which brings me to source number three, the FDA. The liars who were caught in a blatant lie, and they continue to double down on that lie. Folks, ivermectin was not just a horse paste. It was not just a horse dewormer. People were not going to the uh, to the feed store and picking up the damn de- horse dewormer. Yes, there might have been anecdotal morons, but guess what? Guess why they did that? They did that because you are blocking them from getting it from their doctor. Their doctor is prescribing ivermectin. They are prescribing hydroxychloroquine. And you people are blocking them. One state, if I do recall, the douchebag governor says, Well, I'm going to go buy it all up so nobody else can get it. Well, there's a good idea. Maybe everybody in your state's going to get malaria now. Folks, hydroxychloroquine has been around for decades treating malaria. And the reason Donald Trump brought 
hydroxychloroquine up is because overseas, where they did not have vaccines being pushed by big pharma, big pharma, big pharma, they were trying to figure out some way to treat their people. And doctors were using hydroxychloroquine. I remember a doctor in France who successfully used it on several occasions. And when Trump got it, my most popular episode ever, they gave him hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Yes, really, go look it up. Go look it up that ivermectin has been used on humans. Plenty. It was approved for parasitic infections, which, yes, I know, it's not a a parasitic infection. Yes, I know that. India and Peru tried it. India's numbers of COVID uh, plummeted. Same with Peru, until the Peruvian government changed. And when it changed, the new one went along with Biden and said, oh, we can't use ivermectin anymore. It's a horse dewormer. And their numbers went back up. Again, go look it up for yourself. I'm not here to find it for you. I'm not here to hand you every article. Do I look like Dan Rather? No, I don't fabricate anything. Now, I want you to explain to me, oh, Trump, he brought up ivermectin. It doesn't work. Why did Trump say that? Why did Trump say that? Please, regale me with that tale. Do you really honestly think that Donald Trump went out to his stable, he was messing around with his horse, giving him carrots, and went, oh, Ivermectin! Brilliant! I'll use that! No. He saw what other countries were using successfully. He saw what India and Peru and France and other countries had done with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and he mentioned it. And the people here in the United States were so hell-bent. The FDA was so hell-bent that they had to badmouth it. The FDA, which sure as fuck knew better about ivermectin, came out and said, oh, it's horse dewormer, it's horse dewormer. No, it isn't, assholes. Yes, there is a version for horses. But go ahead and Google this, because I want you to see it with your own goddamn eyes. The 2015 Nobel Prize for medicine was given to the people who discovered the human uses of ivermectin for parasitic infections. And these people received a Nobel Prize. If, if we are going to cheapen a Nobel Prize so you can score some political points, then I would like to pull out some hyperbole of of my own. If you think that ivermectin is just for horses, 
Hello, I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Red. People yakety-yak a streak and waste your time a day. But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and this one will talk to him. His voice is hoarse. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. I am Mr. Ed. It's very clearly not just for horses. I'm not saying I've used it. I'm not saying I plan on using it. I am telling you that there are people in my own life that I am aware of that have used ivermectin successfully. People like Joe Rogan used it publicly, admitted he used it publicly, and he was re fully recovered in a couple of days' time, when nothing else was touching it. But you don't want to. You don't want to admit that because it ruins your agenda, doesn't it? There was one doctor, and I want to say it was North Carolina today. Again, you're going to have to go look it up. I'm not doing this for you. It was North Carolina. She says, "Oh yeah." We are we are bad mouthing uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine because we're trying to scare people into using the vaccine. Now, of course, that's paraphrasing, but that is basically what she said. Now, again, I want to say this: ivermectin is not just for horses. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin have been shown that they can help. And I'm not saying that they are the end-all and be-all of human existence. What I am saying is they can help save lives. 99.7% will fully recover. Some of that 0.3, some of you are worried that you're the 0.3. Those two things could save your life. And I want to know how it feels that you have become a pawn for a talking point so they can push an ineffectual vaccine on you. It's ineffectual, and I say this, and I will make it abundantly clear, because it clearly does not work the way you say it works. Because if it did, you wouldn't be worried about the vaccinated being around the unvaccinated. It wouldn't work that way, would it? You wouldn't need a booster every six months. You wouldn't have to worry about variants. And again, no, it doesn't cut down on the symptoms. Bravo, Sierra. If it did, if it did then nobody who was ever fully vaccinated would die, and yet they are. Why are we not hearing about it? Because the people in the government don't want you to hear it, and the people in the media are doing everything they can to cover it up. But go look, it exists. And the CDC, 
and the FDA and the WHO need to get around to admitting it. See, now I want to bring up something else. I want to bring up something else that, that I'm getting tired of hearing. But, but the numbers of positive COVID cases is going up. Uh-huh. And Trump was on the money. He's not very articulate about it. He can't explain why he was right about it, but he was right about it. What did he say? Because we're doing more testing. What's he mean by that? You don't want people to know that they're sick? No. No, 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 no. We're testing people who aren't actually experiencing any symptoms or detriment at all. In fact, that's what good old Grandpa Joe's mandate is calling for, isn't it? Either full vaccination or they've got to be tested all the time. Now, use examples like Jack Nicholas, who had multiple tests for the same case of COVID. That's going to skew the numbers, isn't it? False positives like Governor Mike DeWine are going to skew the numbers, won't they? And bottom line here is COVID is like a shopping card, folks. I know you don't understand that, so let me break that down for you. Let's say everybody had the shopping card to the local grocery store. Everybody had it. But if people don't open their wallets to pull it out, does it matter? If people don't pull the wa- pull it out of their wallets to use it, they don't get the savings. Nothing occurs. They can have 18 copies of the 18 copies of that very shopping card and guess what? It won't matter, will it? If you don't pull them out of your wallet, it doesn't matter. You can have COVID, but if nothing ever happens, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't I, I don't know how to easier to explain it. So the numbers are up. Yeah, we're testing more people than ever. And now Grandpa Joe wants everybody who's not vaccinated, of course, not the fully vaccinated, mind you, and not the people on welfare, mind you, and not the people of the post office or his administration, mind you. He wants to vac- he wants either people to be uh, fully vaccinated or get them tested constantly. That's going to change the numbers, isn't it? I should fucking say so. And when the numbers stay the way they are or even go lower, why, hot damn, that ought to say something. What numbers are going to go lower? Because you're going to find positives that you wouldn't other find. I, I, you wouldn't otherwise find. That's correct. That is correct. But here's what is also correct. You're going to find that hospitalizations are down. Hospitalizations per capita are down. And here's the thing that I want you to understand. Hospitalizations include, again, look it up. I'm not your mama. 
Hospitalizations include people who showed up at the emergency room to be treated for COVID because their boss or somebody else demanded that they go to the ER right away instead of waiting until they could see their primary physician. If they'd simply gone to their primary physician, guess what? That doesn't count, does it? Because they didn't go to the hospital, did they? So they can go to the hospital and be tested and go, yeah, you're positive, all right. Are you experiencing any symptoms? No. Any detriment at all to your body? No. Well, go home and rest. You'll feel better in a couple of days. You'll be clear of it in a couple of days. And sure enough, they go back to the hospital, most likely, to have that proven. Hospitalizations include anybody who showed up at the ER and and tested positive for any reason to any level. And again, if nothing happened, it doesn't matter. But now let's move along to further into the hospital. You have people who are saying, oh, oh, they're at capacity. No, Peaches, they're not. There was a photo that somebody was floating around, which is the, which is the, the new version of the uh, Cavs Championship Celebration uh, Parade photo. You know that one? Well, there's one now that's being floated around, and every time they want to say that, that things are backing up at the, at the hospital, they pull out this photo from years ago that didn't have one goddamn thing to do with COVID. And, and in fact, if you look at it, people are wearing winter gloves and shit in August, in September. <laughs> Don't freaking think so. They're not wearing winter shit, uh, in, in these months. Okay. But it's from years ago. That's been verified. Again, go look it up. I'm not your mother. But these these places, these hospitals, my brain started to go south for a second there. These hospitals have set aside so many beds for COVID. So many beds in the ICU, so many beds in the NICU, so many beds amongst the general uh, part, part of the hospital. And some administrators, like the one, I again, I think it was North Carolina. You'd have to look it up. I'm not your mother. Some of these hospital officials are going out of their way. They're going out of their way to declare more and more of the hospital to be COVID only. Why? To strike fear. They want to force this vaccine on you, this ineffectual vaccine that people are allergic to. Some of these people you want that mandate to crush can't have it. Or they've already had the goddamn virus and their natural immunity is more effective. Holy cow, there's another one. I pointed out earlier this the uh the the nobel prize for ivermectin guess where you can find a very reliable source 
for that information. The NIH website. And who might be in charge of the NIH website, you ask? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. So are we going to call him a liar or no? Because on the NIH website, it says that ivermectin was approved for use. It says that it, it was shown to be useful. It was shown in 2015 by the Nobel Peace Prize or uh, Medicine Prize Committee that it can definitely be used for humans. And yet, he wants to pretend that it doesn't exist, that that didn't happen on his website. Well, if he doesn't stand by it, why the hell did he publish the paper? Oh, you don't have an answer for that. And then, and then, there's the natural immunity. Just the other day, again, not your mother, just the other day, someone asked him, is natural immunity more meaningful than the vaccine? And he said yes. Now, he dithered and dithered and him and hawed and beat around the bush because he didn't simply want to admit it. Yes, natural immunity is more effective. Oh, we don't know how long that's going to last. Neat. That doesn't mean that just because you have natural immunity, that's not enough and you've got to have the vaccine forced on you, does it? If you have natural immunity, guess what? You got immunity, peaches. And it's probably going to last a damn sight longer than the vaccine that needs a booster every six months. But, you know, what do I know? What does Dr. Fauci know on tape? Go look it up. Natural immunity, more effective. But there are people out there who have natural immunity, and they're saying, you know what? I've already had it. I'm morally objecting or religiously objecting to this vaccine. I want nothing to do with it. By the way, that's me on both counts. I, uh, I am morally and religiously against the damn vaccine right now. The Johnson & Johnson one has uh, fetal tissue in it. Look it up. I didn't, I didn't say it. It happened. And the Pfizer and Moderna have things in them that, that other vaccines that I've had allergic reactions to have in common. Again, don't ask me. I didn't do it. Doctors have openly said this, and it's all over the place. The nurse in my life, the very, very well-read, very well-educated nurse practitioner in my life, said, don't you dare get this vaccine. If you've had an allergic reaction to other vaccines, this might kill you. So if it's going to kill me, why wouldn't it kill others? Why wouldn't it be lethal to people who have had allergic reactions to vaccines? And of course, I've had people try to throw this website or that website at me and then say, well, it's on their website. Well, okay. Then ivermectin is on NIH's website, and ivermectin was recognized by the Nobel Prize. 
don't come at me with horse dewormer. You can't have it both ways. And I'm going to quote people back to themselves. If you're going to go on the internet and look stuff up, you're going to find somebody who will tell you what you want to hear. And for every every single instance in which you're told what you want to hear, there's another site down the road that is going to tell you the exact opposite. And you know why? Because the science is not settled. That's a, that's a real popular thing amongst you Democrats, isn't it? That's a real popular thing amongst you progressives. Oh, the science is settled. The science is settled. There's no way that the science is settled on this. You have no long-term idea what, this, what these uh, vaccines are going to do to a human body long-term. You have no idea. You don't know who is going to have a, an allergic reaction to it. You don't know how effective it is. You don't know how long it's supposed to last. You don't know whether or not you really shouldn't have a booster. You don't know. And you want to use these experimental vaccines and push them on people. Yeah, I'm morally objecting to that. If you want to morally object to the Texas abortion ban, then people need to morally be able to object to having an experimental vaccine that is unproven, that there is no such thing as a long-term study on, they should be able to object to having that put in their body until they know what is being put in them and what effect it's going to have on them. If it's going to kill them instantly, if it's going to be of their detriment, if it's going to give them Bell's palsy, which has happened, if it's going to give them a heart attack, which has happened, if it is going to cause some other sort of adverse reaction that they can't possibly recover from, they might want to know that. And again, I point to all of the other vaccines that I've had thrown in my face. Well, you got the polio vaccine. Well, not last week, first of all. That was years ago. And second of all, they spent years perfecting it, not months. And they didn't... They didn't push it out there uh, as some sort of door-to-door mandate. They did not keep people from working. They did not keep people from living their lives over the polio vaccine or the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine or any other vaccine. They worked on them for years, and then they said, here they are. Now, some school districts then decided after it had been shown to, to be effective, you don't have to go getting, again, you don't have to go getting vaccines uh, and then boosters of those vaccines every six months. Polio once, you're good. Measles, mumps, rubella, you're good. All of these others, you're good. Then schools, then after all of that, after years of testing, after years of making sure that this vaccine was safe for the public's use, that it was effective for the public's use, that there wasn't any 
uh, notable questions about its effectiveness, its efficacy, its meaning. Then they said, hey, can can everybody just get that before they come to school, just so we're all on that level playing field? And most of the people who are objecting right now said, absolutely. But your president and your vice president and many members of Congress who are so desperately pushing this goddamn vaccine right now, back when it was Trump's vaccine, they publicly said, again, not your mother, go look. They publicly said, we don't want to have anything to do with it. We want the science to be settled. So do we, Grandpa Joe. So do we. And it's not settled by any damn sight. And it frightens us that you are pushing it. I need you to understand this. I need you to understand this if you're in the government, if you're in the media, if you're in Hollywood, or if you're somebody listening to this right now. If you're pushing the vaccine, I don't care what your motives are. You, you, uh, <clears throat> you are some sort, you're some sort of, uh, uh, weakened immune system, or you've had some sort of issue in the past, or you currently have an issue and you're worried that you're going to catch it. And, and that's why you want to do it. Or maybe you're just, oh, you're worried about everybody because the media and the government have you worried. Oh, we just got to push it on everybody. It's got, it's got to be pushed. You've got to understand, folks, when you push like this, there are a lot of us that frightens because we don't understand why you're pushing something that very clearly is not perfected, very clearly does not work. And when you say, oh, but the FDA said... Yeah, well, the FDA said that ivermectin is just for horses. If I had a horse, I'd buy it oats and fuck it. So the FDA says one thing and you, you shout it from the mountaintops and they say something else. It's a complete and utter lie and you have nothing to say about it. You completely ignore that it's a lie. You keep parroting it as though it's the truth. It worries us. When you tell us that the WHO is infallible, the World Health Organization that's owned by the CHICOMs is, uh, is infallible and everything they say is correct, then tell us why it is that you are still actively pushing boosters every six months for something that, one, we're told is, is, uh, is oh so effective... And two, the WHO just said should not be given a booster. You should not get boosters. That's what the WHO boss said. If you're going to tell us all about what the CDC said, then please explain why you're okay with people being thrown from their homes in the middle of the night. The CDC said that's a bad idea, and yet you are going along with it. And this isn't in the red states. This is in one of the bluest states of them all that I'm referring to. 
pushing socialism and vaccines and mandates and lockdowns and masks right and left and right and left. Oh, you've got to have this and you've got to have that before you can even send your child to school. Yes. And yet the simplest of them all guaranteeing that they don't live on the streets where they can't wash themselves. They can't wash their clothes. They can't be free from having the COVID just simply all over them all day and night. The simplest of things. And you not only don't make an eviction ban happen, you don't want to. You could easily go to the Republicans, go to the landlords, go to the tenants and say, hey, let's find a way. But no, no, you don't want to. You float something that you admit is unconstitutional. And then when it's shot down, then you say, well, just blame Trump, blame the Republicans, blame the white people, blame the rich people. No. No. Obviously, a great majority of the people you're throwing out onto the streets right now aren't wealthy people, are they? And by the president's own reckoning, not your mother. A lot of minorities are poor. A lot of minorities are suffering right now. So you know what that makes you? Because you don't want to find a compromise so people aren't evicted? That makes you a racist who wants minorities kicked out of their homes too. Not just wealthy white people. Because you know that it's not wealthy white people. I know there's anecdotes. There's anecdotes for everything. Everything that I've said, someone in in this listening audience is going, Yes, but I have an, an anecdote. I have an anecdote. My grandmother, my grandmother, or I got, I got the vaccination and I'm just fine. And then conversely, it's, well, Uncle Gus didn't want to get the vaccination, and so he died. And so therefore, we've got we've to force it on everybody. Oh, yes, it's got to be forced on everybody because somebody somewhere is in the 0.3%. And then we hear, oh, you just want to kill Grandma. That's... That's one of my least favorite uh, hyperboles that's in use right now. You just want everybody else to die. Oh, you're so selfish. What's selfish? Tell me, what's selfish? Suggesting that those who are legitimately worried about it be the ones to do something about it or telling an entire society they have to be vaccinated with a vaccine that clearly does not work the way it's said to, and completely revamp society to fit you. Yes, I understand. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone anywhere 
to die. I don't want anyone anywhere to get sick ever again from COVID or anything else. But you're asking everybody everywhere to cater to the anecdotal worries of people who should be the ones that are doing these things. If you are deathly afraid, then get the vaccine. If you are deathly afraid, you wear the mask. If you are deathly afraid, you lock down. If you're deathly afraid, you don't go into crowds. If you're deathly afraid, you don't go to work. If you're deathly afraid, you don't go to the grocery store. The rest of us need to go back. The socialist uh, things that you want to put into place can't happen if you shut down the damn workforce. If you close business after business after business, if you get people laid off, fired, if you shutter businesses, big and small, across this country and across the world, out of your fear, then nothing good is going to come of that. Nothing good comes of people losing their jobs and their homes and being kicked out onto the street to starve. Nothing good comes of people going to get the vaccine to pacify your worries and then falling over dead. Nothing good comes from having a vaccine that is only good at best for six months. But as your own president just said, America, oh, we have to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Why? Why? If the vaccine is really worthy of what it has been given, why? Why are we even talking about it now? Even if it were six months from now and you said, well, maybe the vaccinations are wearing off. Even then, I might say, that's odd, but okay. But it's not. It's out of the gate. It's people got the vaccinations and already, oh, you're susceptible. And isn't it interesting that people with natural immunity are notably less likely to get it. People with natural immunity are notably more likely to recover from it. Again, not your mother, go look it up. I'm, I'm reading actual studies. My point for this segment is, stop coming at me with anecdotes. Stop saying the whole world needs to change over one case. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want you to catch COVID. I want to use common sense and proper procedure to beat this. I want the vaccine to be trustworthy enough that nobody has to be coaxed and or forced into getting it. I don't want anyone to catch this virus. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't approve of having companies 
businesses, schools, churches, theaters, concert halls, sports arenas, shut down over a mere fraction of a fraction, many of whom would have not a damn thing to worry about if we would stop bad-mouthing the other methods, the monoclonals, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. If you want anecdotes, there are anecdotes of miracles happening with those drugs all around the world, and some of them are way more than anecdotes. India and Peru and, and France being three right off the top of my head. So if you want anecdotes, I'll give you an anecdote. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. So, if you've read between the lines a bit, I'm fired up tonight. Fired up enough to break my own rules. Fired up enough to upset a whole lot of people, and I've already acknowledged, I'm sure I have. Oh, I'm sure I have. If you're listening this far, I'd be surprised if you're not uh, upset at me for something. Now, I'm not going to get very personal, but I'm going to tell you part of the reason that I'm so fired up about this. It's not just because I'm worried about our country. It's not just because I'm worried about tyranny. It's not just because I'm worried about the world and, and the tyranny going on around the world. I mean, for gosh sakes, what's going on in Australia is, is, is disgusting. I have family down there and I'm disgusted. But I'm going to tell you one of the main reasons why. Most people import, most important people in my world are being evicted. The eviction ban was lifted in one of the bluest, most socialist states in the Union, and they couldn't bring themselves to find a compromise. They couldn't bring themselves to find a way to make it work. Couldn't go back to work because of the vaccine mandate. Can't have the vaccine. Doctor's orders there. So help me if you tell me to that they need to file their papers. They need to get their papers in order. So they don't have the money to pay them. And I don't because I've been behind on everything. Ever since this, ever since this COVID crap has been, has been going on, I've been laid off twice, and bills just continue to crush me. And now the most important people in my world are being thrown out, and I can't do a thing about it. And it was avoidable. You could have found a compromise in the most, one of the most socialist blue states in this entire union couldn't find a compromise to create a legal, meaningful eviction moratorium. 
one that would work for everybody involved. And they didn't get rent assistance out. The government, in its infinite wisdom, has the money. I said they have the money and they're not handing it out. Go ahead, look it up. They've openly admitted it. The rental assistance exists. They have not handed it out to the people who need it. So the most important people in my world are being thrown out. I can't do a damn thing about it. And they can't do anything about it because of the vaccine mandate. And it's tearing my world apart. It's tearing my world apart right now. It has nothing to do with who's going to catch it. It has nothing to do with who might catch it or who has caught it or how long they'll have immunity. This is all about control. This is all about pleading and begging for socialism. That's what they want from you. They want you pleading and begging for governmental control. They want you pleading and begging for the nanny state. And you're getting what you want at the expense of me and my family. You're getting what you want at the expense of a whole lot of families in this country and around the world because of your vaccine mandates and your mask mandates and your, your lockdowns, your concentration camps. Oh, it's quarantine for their safety. No, arresting people is not going to help them in any way. You are so worried about a fraction of a fraction of a fraction that could be helped. that you've completely forgotten about those who have more immediate need. They have more immediate need and you are so damn worried about a virus that 99.7% of, of people under 70 will fully recover from and 0.3, the majority of you could recover just as easily from those monoclonals and from the other treatments that have been made available in other countries. If only the government, the FDA, the WHO, the CDC will get off their ass and admit what everybody else knows. They work. But you're, you're so hell-bound. You just have to stick it to everybody. You have to. Oh, yes, you do. You're costing others their lives. So let me ask you something. Did your parents have any children that lived? Sir, yes, sir. I bet they regret that. You're Perhaps you've listened to all this and you're furious at me. You hate that I use some language you've never heard me use before. You didn't know the situation, but you don't care. You think that somehow they deserve it. Somehow I deserve to lose my family. Somehow they deserve to live on the streets tomorrow. Not have a place to sleep. 
it was more important to you that you virtue signal an eviction ban rather than actually working on one. It's more important to you to have a vaccine mandate for a fraction of a fraction than it is to understand that maybe there's a reason some people don't want it or they can't have it or perhaps both. You can't accept the science. The science. Look it up. Came out of Fauci's mouth. Came out of many a doctor's mouth. That natural immunity works. That natural immunity is more effective than the current vaccines. It's more important to have those mandates than it is to help people who truly need it right now. Not if comes, not what ifs, not not hypotheticals, not oh fret fret fart fart, I haven't left my house in weeks or months. And but what am I what am I going to do? I'm going to die now. You haven't died up to this point. You've had your food delivered. You've stayed at home. You've sanitized everything 14 times. You've seen your doctor anytime you so much as sniff. You've washed your cat in Purell. Look it up. I didn't do it. It's so important to you to be high and mighty. It is so important to you to virtue signal. It is so important to you to hold on to your fear because you want to hold on to that fear because that fear allows you to demand socialism, to demand change, to demand the nanny state, to demand governmental control, to demand that the government overreach. When you go look on the news for yourself and a whole lot of the people who are telling you these things are violating these things for themselves. You are so desperate to score political points. You're so desperate that you'll you'll use lies. You'll 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 use intellectual dishonesty, cognitive dissonance, unbridled hyperbole meaningless anecdotes, pointless, worthless, high horses to control others and ruin others' lives. I'm on the precipice of of having my family split apart. The most important people in my world scattered to the four winds and over nothing. And some of the things that they're facing today, I could be facing in the near future if this country and this world do not open up. If we do not lose these damn vaccine mandates and mask mandates and, and other crap I'm going to find myself 
in the exact same boat. And if that's okay with you, if you think I deserve it, if you think they deserve it, I think go fuck yourself was good, right on the tip of my tongue. You so I'm going to end this rant here with these thoughts. The eviction ban didn't have to be an unconstitutional one. It didn't have to be a tyrannical one that, you've, that you openly admit wasn't going to work. It could have been done via compromise, something amicable for everybody involved, so nobody was thrown out onto the streets during a pandemic that you yourselves claim is so horrible. If you're going to if you're going to quote the CDC to me anymore, don't. If you're going to quote the WHO to me anymore, don't. If you're going to quote the FDA to me anymore, don't. If you're going to quote Dr. Fauci and the NIH to me anymore, don't. If you were so willing to tell me that I deserve financial suffering, that I deserve to have my job currently at risk because of this vaccine mandate because I've had allergic reactions to vaccines and I'm not getting any goddamn boosters for anybody's sensibilities. If if you're willing to tell me that my family deserves to be split apart, scattered to the four winds, that they deserve to be homeless, without a job, without a car, without food, without what they need, at risk of the very COVID that you are so blatantly worried about, if you are so willing to do that to them, if you're so willing to do that to anybody of any race, of any color, of any creed, of any religion, of any age, in any location, anywhere on this planet, again, I will repeat, go fuck yourself. Yes, I said it myself. If you are so desperate to have what you think is the moral high ground, you want your political points. You want to bow to the least common denominator who, by the way, doesn't have to die either. Cop a walk. Beat it. Get out of my country. I don't want you here. Get out of my planet. I don't want you here. If you are willing to have this happen so you can have this high horse, go away. Beat it. Move your body. Do it. Do Do, do it. Move your body, do it, do it. If you've listened this far, thank you. I hope you understand me through my my emotion, through 
my odd way of expressing myself when I'm when I'm fired up about something. I hope you understand that I'm not trying to give anyone any misinformation. I'm not trying to steer anyone away or toward anything. I'm trying to steer people to think for themselves and stop trying to force others to follow their lead or to follow the government's lead or some some agency's lead or some media member's lead or some Hollywood doofus's lead. And I will share with you this one last thing and I didn't think I would. But this this statement right here was really what set tonight off for me. The last of the last straws on this subject. I'm at, uh, I'm at risk of losing my family, of having my family scattered to the four winds over this. I'm having, uh, not only are they going to lose their place and, and so much more, there's a potential it happens to be too. But when I was told that this was being declared an emergency, that they were being declared a hazard, and that if they wanted to live in that home anymore and they didn't want to be homeless, they should have gotten the vaccine. That was it for me. The vaccine mandate and the vaccine eviction ban colliding somebody who's so hellbound to force vaccines on people that they completely ignore the fact that making somebody homeless is going to make it a whole lot harder for them to keep for them to not get covid that was that wasn't me that that was the that was the damn uh, cdc that said that it's factual but if you've listened this far thank you your prayers are welcome your snide comments and your hate and your support of what's being done to us is not. But if you're going to pray for us that, that we find our solutions, even if it's, it is going to be the very last minute, great. That's great. So many of you need to understand... <clears throat> that your desire to cling to your fear, your desire to cling to governmental control, the nanny state, socialism, whatever it is, whatever your kink is, is having real-world effect on someone you know and the most important people in this world. 
And even if you don't know me, know that it's happening to people all across this country. And it's happening to people all across the world. And if that doesn't bother you, shame on you. And with that, I say good night, sweetheart. I love you. We're going to find a way somehow. I still have faith, just not in humanity. Good night, everyone. Happy train.